1: In the show for fans who know what happened they want to know why and how today's episode is also brought to you by freighter and the medical college of wisconsin working hard to bring you what's possible for your health the freighter and mcw health network is transforming the way healthcare is delivered to make it easier for you to connect with the best of academic medicine when and where you need it no expert tuesday today on the holiday week but what i will have And what we will do on the show this week, we will have Crossover Wednesday. Uh, Patricia Trena from Locked on Giants will be here on Wednesday. And then my former SI colleague, Madeline Burke, will be here on Friday as we do our uh, Giants preview. Uh, It is the case that, you know, there there are going to be some potential injury things to talk about for the Giants. uh, and, And certainly there will be things to talk about for the Packers. Just a reminder, though, we will not have a Periscope show to talk about them, but that show will still go out afternoon Friday. So go out, do your Black Friday shopping, do the do the go to the stores at six a.m. and and trample over people to get the TVs at Walmart. No, absolutely, do not do that. And then we'll have our show uh, with that conversation with Madeline, and assuming her and I can make it out of a you know a, a food induced coma from Thursday, and and we'll get you set for Packers Giants on Sunday. First, though, we got word on Monday that Brian Bulaga has a torn MCL not considered to be serious. That is per Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network. Uh, my understanding is it's going to be more like two weeks. If you're going to pick two weeks on the schedule, a two-week period, any two-week period where you did not have Brian Bulaga, the next two weeks would be that that period. That's not to say that, that Green Bay is going to cakewalk through these games, but that is... The, the way that you know you would script it if you were going to script it. And it is important now that we look at the options because I, I think the original assumption for a lot of people, and I will not put myself in this category because I, I did not think that the Packers would roll Alex Light out there to start a football game, uh, they prepared for this moment. They spent training camp, and the preseason, giving Billy Turner reps with the ones at right tackle. And some reps with the twos as well. And and part of that, I think, was, was an opportunity to get Elton Jenkins on the field with the ones. That was uh, where you assume they planted the seed with Elton Jenkins. And his play pushed him into that starting competition with Lane Taylor. But they planned for this. And it's possible they planned for this in March when they signed Billy Turner. His versatility, his ability to play guard or tackle was part of the appeal in signing him. I have long posited that he is a potential long-term solution at right tackle. I have since said I think the Packers should look at re-signing Brian Bulaga. I remain of the belief that that is the prudent way forward. That said, Brian Bulaga is not going to be available to play in the near term. It certainly works out. Fortuitously for Green Bay to have Chicago uh, looming two weeks later with Khalil Mack and Leonard Floyd, and then that group of pass rushers that they have. You've got Minnesota after that, and and you'd want Brian Bulaga certainly for Daniel Hunter and Everson Griffin. Matt Lafleur though went so far as to say in a press conference, you know, Jason Wildy asked him, "Is does it change your approach when you get a full week of practice with Alex Light?" Versus just having to throw him out there, and Matt Lafleur said, "You know, you, your you practice always he kind of equivocated, and then he but we 'But we've we've got some other ideas about how to get our best five on the field.' So, and then he he kind of you know trailed off because I don't think he wanted to. I don't think he wanted to telegraph his move. I didn't. I don't think he wanted to call his shot here. But I would guess, and I think it's more than a guess, that Billy Turner is going to start at right tackle. They. Planned for this. It is a weird thing NFL coaches do, and this was something Mike McCarthy would do. I would always go, We know who the best five is. So why are you bringing this backup who isn't very good when you could slide a current starter to play out of position and then bring this other backup into play his spot when that backup is better than the backup in question? Maybe that was confusing, and maybe we need to do it with. Real players to make it easier. That would be the smart way to handle this, buco. Okay, let's go back to Sunday night. Brian Bulaga gets hurt. If it were me, I would say, Billy Turner, we, we played you all preseason, and, and in training camp, we gave you reps at right tackle. You're going to slide out. You're going to play right tackle. Lucas Patrick, much better player than Alex Light, someone who has played an NFL football game, someone who has been useful in NFL football games this season you are going to play right guard and the reason teams don't do this they say is you're only playing one player who was not part of the plan all week when you just put in Alex Light when you just bring in that backup what you're doing is saying well Billy Turner prepared to play right guard and you know Alex Light prepared to be the backup at right tackle so he knows the the calls he knows the plays he knows the adjustments He is prepared to play that position and the marginal differences between him moving from right guard to right tackle is apparently not worth it to coaches when counterbalanced against the difference between Lucas Patrick and Alex Light. To me, that is silly. It's silly because your best five does not include Alex Light. So what are you doing? Why is he on the field? If your best five is, does not include light, don't play him. But this is a thing NFL teams do all the time. It's something Mike McCarthy did all the time, and and it is not unique to Green Bay. Most teams handle their business this way. I've never understood it. I will continue to not understand it, especially when you have someone like Billy Turner, who has played tackle, has played guard. He's a veteran player. You're paying him. You've already prepared him to be this. You've already given him the reps at right tackle. You're, you're getting killed by Nick Bosa. Put him out there. Put him out there. Eschew conventional wisdom. Forget all that. Put him out there. Get Lucas Patrick in at right guard. I know he would have a tough, a tough assignment against DeForest Buckner, but you have Corey Lindsley inside, who, by the way, was an atrocity on Sunday. Matt LaFleur called it the worst game the offensive line had played all season, 100% accurate, and yet Elton Jenkins was really good again. Elton Jenkins is a brick wall. But David Bakhtiari got beat. Brian Bulaga got beat. Billy Turner got beat. Corey Lindsley got beat a bunch. And Alex Light got beat like a drum. To the point that even with a full week of reps, they're just not going to start it. I really believe they... We are going to we won't get an announcement until later in the week, if at all. I'm telling you, Billy Turner is going to start a right tackle. And it is the right thing to do. Now... This sets up a larger conversation about Brian Bulaga and his future in Green Bay. Because if Billy Turner plays well at right tackle, albeit against the Giants and Washington, if Billy Turner plays well at right tackle, he's more valuable there than at right guard. And given the premium that they had to pay just to get Billy Turner... A starting offensive tackle, a starting right tackle, is going to cost a fortune. They don't want to allocate those resources unless it's for someone like Brian Bulaga on a short-term deal. A three-year deal that's really a two-year deal, and you have your backup plan already, and they draft an offensive tackle in the first three rounds. That is a reasonable solution to me. But if Billy Turner plays well, and I don't mean just like plays passably well, plays well, it makes sense to say, okay, Billy Turner is more valuable to the Packers at right tackle, and they can figure something out at right guard. Now, that's a dangerous thing to say because they thought they could figure it out at right guard with Justin McRae and Byron Bell, and they couldn't. But Brian Gudikins just drafted Elton Jenkins, and while rookies often take time, most of the recent success stories of, of young offensive linemen are on the interior, not on the edge. It is really hard right now to come in from college and play well at offensive line, any position. Even guys like Andre Dillard, who have been high draft picks, have come in and, and they've really had ups and downs. They've really struggled, and and it's been ugly at times. The, the, the gap between offensive line play at college and in the NFL has, has maybe never been bigger. So I can understand the wisdom of saying it's more important to have a good right tackle than... Then a good right guard, slide Billy Turner to tackle and figure the guard situation out. Draft someone on on day three, whatever it is. Again, my preferred solution, I think the, the wise solution is to leave Billy Turner where he is at right guard. Keep Brian Bulaga, keep the integrity of the offensive line, the continuity at a position where it matters more than anywhere else. And roll with this again. Now, that doesn't mean don't have a plan. Use a high pick on an offensive tackle. You got to keep taking swings. Find an heir apparent to Brian Bulaga who can start, who maybe can play in in some spot starts if they feel comfortable. Otherwise, you still have the Billy Turner backup plan, and maybe you do what they did with you know someone like Derek Sherrod, where you're gonna you're gonna start him as the backup right guard early on. He's gonna learn guard and tackle, and so then if they need him. For a couple weeks, Brian Bulaga misses his requisite two, three, four games. And knowing that, you slide Billy Turner out to tackle, player X plays plays guard for a couple games, get you get him up to speed, and then eventually he slots in as your right tackle. That that's a plan that makes sense, I think, as well. I think it makes the most sense, in fact. What doesn't make sense is you not putting your NFL knowledge to use, especially this week, for one week only, for just this week, my bookie is offering a free, risk-free bet on the Bears-Lions game. Simply choose a team against the spread for up to $250, and if you win, congrats, you've got extra holiday spending money. If you lose, congratulations as well. My bookie will give you your money back. It's a no-brainer because you literally cannot lose. It's no risk all it doesn't matter whether you're an experienced player or a first-time customer, MyBookie welcomes all to come play, so quit wasting your time and sign up today. Just go to MyBookie.ag, make your first deposit with promo code locked on, and MyBookie will match that deposit, match it dollar for dollar to jumpstart your bankroll. And that's on top of the risk-free bet. Listen, sportsbooks do not just give away money like this, and mybookie.ag is going to do it for you. I repeat, a guaranteed deposit match and a risk-free bet just this week. So if you're a true football fan, you do not want to let this opportunity pass you by because you quite literally can't lose. Go to mybookie.ag, use the promo code Locked On, because at mybookie, you play, you win, you get paid. The Frederick and the Medical College of Wisconsin Health Network offers many same-day care options to fit your busy schedule. Your health is important, so stay on top of it this football season. Take advantage of what is possible through one of the many convenient ways to get the care you need from the area's leading physicians. In need of primary care? Personalized care is delivered at more than 40 health centers and clinics throughout southeastern Wisconsin. Many locations offer Saturday and extended evening hours. You can even schedule that appointment directly online. Prefer to save yourself a trip? Schedule a visit site with your own doctor through the safe and secure MyChart app Or request a virtual clinic appointment 24 7 and be seen by a board certified provider in 30 minutes or less using your phone, tablet, or laptop. For more serious conditions, staff at urgent care clinics and emergency departments are ready to treat you when you need it most, even late at night. Whether in the comfort of your home or at one of many convenient locations, the and the MCW Health Network staff will provide you with exceptional care rooted in innovation and discovery. To learn more about all these care options, visit www.freighter.com care or call 1-800-DOCTORS. The Freighter and the Medical College of Wisconsin Health Network, this is what is possible. All right, I want to talk about something that has been discussed. It is something that has been on the minds of a lot of Packer fans uh, for for a couple weeks now. And it started in the Chargers game. Where a lot of the offensive dysfunction. Wound up getting blamed on Devontae Adams return to the lineup. And we've had discussions on this show. About the impact of Adams on Rodgers. And the impact of Adams on Matt LaFleur. And I think what we're witnessing is this twofold effect. It starts with Matt LaFleur. When the Packers... get in these backed-up situations, when they get behind the sticks. Matt LaFleur calls it a get-back play, get-back situation. They get into third-down situations where it's third-and-long or second-and-long, and and they have specific plays designed to just pick up yards. I don't like that mentality because it leads to a lot of those little RPOs where they're one-yard throws. Furthermore, a lot of the offense with Adams on the field looks very traditional as a result. Because what they're going to do is, with Adams on the field, in those get-back situations, like I said, it's a lot of those short plays, but it's also a lot of the McCarthy-era stuff. It's the just let Rodgers go out there, three receivers, one running back, one tight end, predictable formation, predictable play call, and just go try and be Rodgers. And it hasn't worked. I asked uh, noted Aaron Rodgers truther um, and and, uh, my... Twitter friend slash nemesis Ben Baldwin. Uh, No, actually, Ben's a really smart and nice guy. Um, To pull some numbers for me. And look at what this offense was without Adams and with him. With Devontae Adams, the Packers are 18th in the league in points added per play. 21st in success rate. 19th in points added per drop back and 25th in drop-back pass success rate. The running game is still very good. 13th in in points added and 7th in success rate. That is a below-average offense with Devontae Adams. Now, in the four games without Devontae Adams, you may remember this. Green Bay, 3rd in points added per play, 3rd in success rate, 3rd in drop-back points added, 6th in drop-back success rate, 3rd in points added rushing, and eighth in rushing success rate. There it is the difference between being an elite offense and and by the way just behind some of these teams ahead of them in points added per play. I mean Houston and Minnesota are 0.25 per play over that same time period, Green Bay's 0.24 and and Oakland the next team is 500ths behind them. I mean they are those three teams over that span were awesome and the rest of the league were varying degrees of not as awesome. And so it, it leads to these questions about how you fix this. How do you integrate Devontae Adams successfully into this offense? How much of this is making the the reads less predictable with Devontae? How much of it is Rodgers focusing too much on Adams? And I think the answer is, is yes, in some ways. This offense has so many outstanding fun creative innovative parts they don't tend to go to them as often with Devontae Adams on the field except a little bit more in the second half we saw the little flip play that they eventually scored the touchdown on that is a cool play that incorporates the threat of Devontae Adams and You know, later in the game, you would have hoped that they could come back to some kind of play where you fake that that little pop pass and and you have a counter to it. They haven't been able. What they did when Adams was out, I think the intuitive response was Aaron Rodgers because he doesn't have someone to lean on, has to lean on play design, and has to just trust guys and throw the ball, and he's good enough that he can make those throws consistently and do it. And with Devontae on the field, he he has a tendency to focus on Adams. That is the narrative. It is an intuitive one. I don't know that I see it playing out on the field on a regular basis. I don't think he eschews other players who are open in favor of Adams who isn't. Because Adams, by the way, normally open. Now, I would have to know the reads. I would have to know exactly what he's supposed to be looking at on some of these plays because, you know, the Matt LaFleur offense has run pass options, that he's got double screen options, and different kinds of things, and I don't know the keys. I don't, I don't know enough about what Rodgers is supposed to be looking at to be able to say, okay, well, what he really should have done is looked over here, and he looked over there. I don't want to get bogged down in that part of it. It is very clear, though, without having to know any of that, it is clear that the way this team plays is different. They look different. And, and what I mean is they look more traditional. They look more like the Mike McCarthy offense. This was the, the thing that I brought up after the Eagles game. I said, hey, you know, it was great that, you know, they found this success. It was, it was a lot of Mike McCarthy stuff. And it was traditional Rodgers play. Now, Devontae Adams was unstoppable. And so you're, you're just fine with it. It's great. If Devontae Adams plays and it doesn't get hurt, they win that game probably. But then you see the same thing happen against Los Angeles. It, they look like the Mike McCarthy offense, a, a bunch of 11 personnel. They don't get the play-action game going. They don't get anyone else involved. And there's there's no creativity. There's no ingenuity. There's no innovation. There's no nothing. And when there's a similarity in in coaching – and this is true of a lot of coaches but it is a trait that Mike McCarthy and so far Matt LaFleur share and that is when the offense bogs down the idea is simplify things and just go let your players do the thing in this case green bay doesn't have enough skill talent to do that they did at one point they don't right now but but before your you know guy who thinks the packers should have traded for a receiver I just gave you the numbers. In a four game sample, they were the third best offense in the league in a tier of offenses that were all awesome, while the rest of the league was significantly behind them. They were awesome. Now it's four games and and two pretty mediocre defenses, but you know, the Lions game especially, that was with Alan Lazard. Geronimo Allison gets hurt, MVS gets hurt. I mean, it's Alan Lazard is the offense in, in the fourth quarter. And Aaron Rodgers makes it work. They light up Oakland. They beat Kansas City, a defense that, by the way, against the pass is all of a sudden the top 10 group. And Rodgers lit them up using Aaron Jones. I mean, Aaron Jones, one target on Sunday. One target. And Matt LaFleur said on Monday at his press conference that, you know, it, it is tough to get matchups because of the way this defense plays. Richard Sherman said, We weren't scared of their passing game. We played man coverage because we didn't think they could beat us through the air and we wanted to stop Aaron Jones. Think about that. They didn't trust the offense to do the things that make them so good that they just said, nah, we can match up with you in man coverage. It's not a problem. And Devontae Adams couldn't get open. But that's not just the fault of the receivers. I mean, this is a really good defense, a historically good 49ers defense. I don't want that to get lost. But at the same time, This offense just didn't do anything creative. Didn't do anything different. It didn't do anything. I was just talking. I'm working on a a big story that hopefully you will read very soon about... uh, I don't want to give it too much away. But I was talking to a coach. And this coach was talking about Andy Reid and the way he calls plays and the way he designs plays. And... All the different things he gives a defense to think about. You got to think down. You got to think distance. You got to think personnel grouping. Okay. Technically, you also have to be thinking time and score. That's less important, especially on defense. And then, if you throw in pre-snap motion, you've got alignment. You've got a play-action fake. You've got potentially multiple fakes, and now you've got to go defend the play too. Well, we didn't see that on Sunday. Now we did see an offense that that ran play action 34% of the time. You like to see that. But they weren't able to generate anything off of it. They they weren't able to create enough misdirection and and deception the way that the 49ers were. We know the play design is there. We know they can do it. They just haven't called plays and and stacked plays with Devontae Adams the way that they did without him. And I think Matt LaFleur has to go back to trusting his offense, his philosophy, his design, and say, I know Devontae's out there. There is a way to couple these two things. There is a way to marry them. And maybe it means finding more ways to get Devontae in motion and use him as a decoy. Use the fact that defenses care about him to their advantage. Don't just call plays for him, call plays around him. There are there are myriad ways to do it and Green Bay is just not doing it well enough right now. Before we finish up, let's talk about DoorDash. Treat yourself to the meal you deserve and have your favorite restaurant come to you with DoorDash. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when they download the DoorDash app and enter promo code Locked On. Listening on the go, if you can't visit DoorDash right now, you can find this and all other offers from Locked On sponsors at LockedOnPodcasts.com offers.
0: David Harrison here, the Locked On Washington football team podcast, celebrating with you a 21-grain salute to a less boring sandwich, thanks to Dave's killer
1: All right, I know a lot of you are going to be traveling in the next couple of days, which means opportunities to listen to podcasts. No doubt we're going to have Crossover Wednesday tomorrow. No show on Thursday, uh, so please, everyone travel safe. Make sure that all of your your requests for the Thanksgiving table have been made. The squeaky wheel gets the grease, folks. If you want there to be mac and cheese, you got to let someone know, hey, maybe, you know, it would be great. A little bit of mac and cheese. You know what I'm saying? So don't be afraid to speak up at, at your place of enjoyment, wherever that is. <laughs> Hopefully no one gets too sauced. Hopefully no one says anything that they regret. And we can all have a, a happy, healthy Thanksgiving watching the bears and lions get in a slap fight because that's what it's going to be. So crossover Wednesday, tomorrow, no show Thursday. Madeline Burke on the program on Friday along with our injury report. Again, that is a Friday afternoon show, so keep a lookout for that. Best way to make sure you never miss an episode. Make sure that all of our episodes just beam to your phone. You can do that by subscribing. Whatever podcast provider you use, we're on. In fact, right now, if you've got a Google product, you can ask Google not just to play podcasts. You can ask Google to play news about the Packers, commentary and I'm on there too so if you just want a little one minute redux in the morning, bang tell your Google device to give you Packers news and I will give you a one minute redux of the biggest stories in Packer land, check that out as well, follow me on Twitter at Peter follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers, like us on Facebook and anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that make sure to leave your name I I don't want to use your question if you don't leave your name. Simple instructions, people. You can do that at 920-341-3775 to stay locked on Packers.